I'm Kate Daniels. Christina Foxwell is the global CEO and founder of Ignite Purpose, where, over the past decade, she has supported leaders in their navigation of their teams and helped people find their purpose and flow. This has led to her supporting them in their own life-changing journeys to follow their passions, transform their lives, and grow into the people they were always meant to be. This is so critically important at this time when we see so much disharmony, so much pain and suffering. Here, we're going to have the opportunity to see how each of us is the solution and how to get there. Christina Foxwell is also the author of four books. Her first two works are children's books on emotional intelligence, The Adventures of Oscar the Pufferfish, Owning My Pop, and the story of Astra, the unicorn, finding her belonging. Grow Me is a guide to growth. Her latest book, The Glass Angel, is a powerful look into transformation, change, and perseverance. Christina Foxwell, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm just incredibly grateful to be able to bring my voice to your audience and to be in their lives, in their in their ears, in their hearts today. Thank you. And that is so perfect because I feel that you have so much to share with us about all of that, about sharing stories, your experiences, the work that you do to come into our hearts so that we can also grow and bring that out to the world. Absolutely. I think it does start with the heart and we need to be storytelling and we need to be engaging in inspiring each other to be brave um, and to be who we are in a world where we're told who we need to be. And this is what is critical about the work that you're doing, because I, I feel what you're doing is uh, healing the self, bringing our true selves forward so that as you bring this into the business aspect of life, it makes it that much more authentic. We can't have a good, strong, solid business if if the different pieces, the people, the personalities aren't themselves whole and full of it, the integrity of who they are. Do you know, absolutely. And my background, I worked for an international company called Achieve Global. So many in the US would know would know that organization. And one of the things we always used to tell people in our leadership programs was to be authentic, um, genuine. Mm. The, the challenge is, who are you? See, if you've never allowed yourself to find who you really are um, and to embrace yourself for your imperfections and to be able to recognize that your worth is not exchangeable I can keep going here right if I can't find peace in who I am how on earth can I be better together with others in an organization and this is the challenge right because we can go in and say we're doing organizational change we're doing culture transformation we're going to help this organization you know achieve and then we put structures and, and process in place which is okay because that's for rhythm cadence and understanding but what we forget about is engaging the heart and engaging the heart is not just inspiring people with the most amazing purposeful message that is important but what we've got to do is invite them to find who they really are and to bring that to the workplace to bring who they really are. And then we've got to teach each other not to judge when people bring who they are. I mean, that's the other challenge, right? Because right. we're saying be authentic. People will love you for that. Well, 
be authentic and then the problem and the opportunity as I like calling it because with every problem it's actually an opportunity is how do we teach people to have compassion for each other to have honesty with each other and to actually work on themselves first because if we're going to transform organizations the call is to teach people to lead who they are to love who they are and there is yes the challenge the opportunity and then this wealth of really self-awareness and potential just really exploding in a very positive way absolutely and i do love that you've spoken about self-awareness because you know when we used to say that person doesn't have emotional intelligence or self-awareness and that's easy to say but actually it goes even deeper than that to be self-aware without self-love i self-harm do you want to repeat that mm, that was a yoda moment <laughs> to be self-aware without self-love i self-harm mm. it is a yoda moment uh, so profound simple but yes, so deep. And that's where, yes, I think we can really stumble over that or stumble around. We we just need to embrace that. I know. We, <laughs> well, true, right? And the reason I'm sharing this is because mental health and mental wellness is one of the biggest challenges organizations are facing at the moment. Harvard has just released a paper and it's filled with articles, 176 pages. I've just started working through this around the importance for um, mental health positivity in organizations. That's my words. But how do organizations get charged with supporting a workplace, with encouraging people to work on themselves? And, you know, we can shame people so quickly with, well, you know, do you know that you were rude in that meeting? I was rude in that meeting. I, I treated other people badly. That means I am bad. No. What I'm going to I'm going to reframe that story. Do you know that when you showed up in that meeting, you showed up with fear? And when you showed up with fear, you disabled the ability for other. Could we talk about how we help you be better? And somehow we need to then establish that kind of foundation trust trust is a big part of it and knowing that we each care about each other right not superimposing that you know i'm the boss i'm your manager and i have you know this power over you this, we we have to find establish that culture right to uh, to we honor do. each other respect each other i love what you've just said cuz i have a question what comes first, trust or connection? Ah, that, uh, let's see. Trust. I feel we, from my perspective, I'm feeling that we need to, within ourselves, be trusting individuals. And from that place, we can make connections. What do you say? Okay, so I'm going to start with a definition. Okay. All right. Yes. So I'm going to use a Brené Brown definition I've built on. Okay. So connection is the energy that exists between us. When I feel seen, heard, and valued, and when I look at you, you are seen, heard, and valued. 
And in that moment, when give and receive without judgment, we find sustenance, joy, partnership, performance from our relationship. So I'm going to come back to trust. I trust me to open me for connection. I just open my heart for energy. An energy exchange. Because if I don't do that, you'll never see me and I might never see you. And if we can't see each other, how can we trust? Yes. How did that play out? That, yes, <laughs> that is perfect, which I... Um welcome and i appreciate you've been working on this and what formulating and and structuring it in such a way that you can share it so yes absolutely talk. yes because you know what you are 100 right when we say we need trust in organizations we do we need people to trust each other to have each other's back you know as they say here in australia not to throw each other under the bus i don't know if they use that term in the u.s um but I think the trust we should be talking about is the trust in who I am. Because sometimes I trust, if I don't trust me and I'm not peaceful in me, I sometimes want you so that you can make me feel the way I need to, to trust each other, which is a weird, I know, I, I'm just running around the trust circle, right? Like a crazy woman. Um, but trust is a critical component, but it's a place of, it's a sacred place that starts in me first. Yes. And that is, it all starts with us, right? We need to come to, right? All the encounters. It starts with me, what I am doing and looking at it in as doing the best and wanting to uh, make myself the best human being possible to bring that to all the interactions and if we could all you know really come from that place then we would maybe have what an easier uh, place that position of trust I think we'd have the community we all seek to live in mm. Vivek Murthy who was the he worked he was the general surgeon for the US under the Obama presidency he wrote a book called Together through COVID and he did this research on what he went through the US to see what what's making people sick. And it was separation and loneliness. People are getting sick physically and mentally because of separation and loneliness. And if that research I, I believe is clear and true because I've seen it in my own life. If we can't help ourselves, we can't help our community. We can't be in a community if we can't help ourselves first. And how many of us want to be seen, loved, and heard? All okay. of us, yeah. All of us. And yet when our fear shows up, the more we want to be seen, loved, and heard, the less we are because of how we're showing up to your point. We're not showing up with grace and peacefulness and presence. We're showing up using our voice loudly, creating fear in others, um, wanting to exchange our worth and people feel uncomfortable with that, overdoing kindness because it helps us feel that if they, if we're kind to people, they'll love us and like us. I know, I know these are hard truths. I had to face all of them. I've, I've really had to look at them because 
in my life and in my career, I wanted to be able to do good work so that I would be good enough. But I'm good enough in who I am. The good work is a product of how I show up. Yes. Yes. And again, it it really is a very simple concept. But somehow in our humanity, we tend to really mess it up and make it so so difficult when it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but here's the thing. You said this already. I need to be able to look inside and choose me. This is not an ego, look at me, I choose me. Mm -hmm. This is a look inside and go, you know what? There's parts of me that I know have been developed uh, through my life in order to make me feel accepted in my world. And I don't like some of those parts because I feel in some ways it's giving away the best of me and I choose the best parts of me. That's who I want to be because that's the essence of me. And I've written a book called Grow Me. It's a, it's a guide to step into growth because no one knows how and we don't want to do it. And it's just a little journal. And I, get, I give it out when I work with organizations because that's my work. I go into organizations and secretly I teach them how to unlock love and put the heart back into their business. Now, let me tell you this. It is a long journey <laughs> because it means we've all got to learn how to do it. And the one gentleman that I said, so how did you go, Barry, with my book? He went, Christina, it was awful. I said, why was it awful, Barry? And he said this, because who wants to look inside anyway? Yes, I hear that. And isn't that, though, it, it, it can be an exciting journey. I mean, it's it's hard, but I think we built it up to be worse than it's going to be that when we go in, you know, the the beautiful fruit is right there. Do you know you've absolutely hit the nail on the head because we're fearful of what we'll see? Mm. Maybe we can do it differently. Maybe we can walk in curiously where there is no right or wrong, where there is only learning about who we are. Here's the line that I love that I share with myself when I look at how I've shown up in times where I could have done it better or where my imperfection showed up. So I'm dyslexic. It takes me a long time sometimes to write stuff because Grammarly is my best friend. Apparently I'm in the top 90% which I'm quite excited by, shame. Because when that showed up, people thought I wasn't intelligent. I wasn't credible. Um, I could just keep the list going. They judged me and my opportunity was to look inside and say this, Katie, I'm doing the best I can with what I have. Yes. And if we could all embrace that. Can we all embrace that? So yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Can we all? No, yes. I get so excited. You know, I, I just want to talk and talk. So ask me the question because, you know, I want you to guide me. Where's your thoughts? <laughs> well, all of this is so relevant and... I think it just, again, goes back to what we said or you were sharing with us initially is in order for us to build these strong companies, businesses, uh, connections in the business world, we do have to come from the self. 
the challenge, I guess, is where we are in our society. And I think I had hopes as the pandemic started that it was going to be this reset button. And we were having this opportunity to start afresh and everybody was going to be on board and excited that, yes, we can do this. And um, that's not how it worked out. And so we see a lot of shambles around us. I'm not sure what it looks like in Australia, but here um, in our Seattle area, we just, we, we see so much brokenness both in terms of people, the mental health crises that are faced, the treatment, the violence, uh, the mistreatment, and even in the the structures, the buildings themselves, the violence that goes on, the broken windows, for instance, and shut down shops, that sorts of thing. So how do we, you know, bring this together so that we are at a healing place that we see each other? How do we really get on that same page? Such a big question. And it has to start somewhere, right? Yes. Maybe it starts with the conversations to get people to recognize that there's hope. And there's hope in healing. And hope in healing means acceptance and releasing. It means using our voice. It means recognizing that the people around us are are struggling. So we can make the struggle worse or we can start connecting with each other from a place of compassion and honesty. Ah, and compassion. That is really one of the, the mileposts, one of the key areas that you work with, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and compassion gets born from deep love. Yes. So we need to see how it starts with us having, building that trust. Uh, each individual, if somehow we could really come on board, and it's probably good in companies, re- even if they're large companies starting in, in units to build this, where you build that trust and understanding from which comes the compassion, right? 100%. So we've got to get organizations to say, we're the vehicle. Mm. Yes. We're the vehicle for the change in our community. Because how many hours do I spend in my day at work? Yes. Yes. So, so can we call out to the CEOs of these organizations saying, can you, can you shift the way you're investing? Can you make an investment in your people, which will have a tremendous impact in the investment in your community? Can you start being courageous and creating language, understanding programs of work that support teaching people how to work in who they are, teaching people the language and the understanding of compassion, shifting the lens in how leadership programs are are delivered. Because you know what? I come from leadership programs, Katie. And what we did there is we taught people process of how to have a conversation to get someone back in line, how to have a conversation, how to have a conversation. Can I just teach you how to be a human being who has compassion understanding and presence and courage to use your voice and with kindness and clarity and still achieve some of those wonderful things in how to have the conversation. But the conversation will no longer be a structured approach. It'll be two people sitting together. So we need to show up 
as two people seeing each other as these two individuals, not boss and employee, but just two people wanting to understand each other, communicate, and build something better together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I talk about the hive. Mm, yes. And someone said, oh, are you teaching a hive mind? And I went, no, I'm not teaching a hive mind. But what I am teaching is we can learn from bees how they go away and do their work, but they come back where they where they are together, um, you know, how they take care of each other. I've gone and done some uh, research in, in bee behaviors, and they have emotions. They teach each other. Uh, they connect with each other. They have got a waggle dance, apparently. Now, I'm not saying to waggle dance in organizations, but <laughs> what I am saying is they live in a community where they're better together. We as human beings were, were created to be in community with each other. And if loneliness and isolation have created disconnection, have created organizational decay from a cultural perspective, to your very point, broken windows, broken hearts, broken lives. And then we recognize that if we can, we turn broken into journey. Can we turn broken into alchemy practices where we can use this for good? Can we create communities where we lift each other up? And I believe yes. And my work here in Australia with some organizations, we've done it. We have, you know, pe people have transformed their lives. It goes well beyond the workplace. And that's why I think it's a social investment that needs to be made into people in organizations. Come on. Do you know how much more you're going to get from people when they are not just sent off to the, you know, uh, employee assistance program, but we're creating a space where they can be better together, where we're actually helping people recognize um, their trauma and work through it. We're not expecting leaders to be psychologists or doctors of psychology, but my goodness, do you know how much love and being seen in the workplace helps and I'm not talking about, let's not call out where we need to be, how we're going to be there, the okays and not okays. We need that. That creates a framework of how we interact with each other. But we need compassion. Without compassion, our brokenness is going to turn into complete destruction. And I think this, this is the time to turn it around and we need to call it out. I feel like an activist now, but I, <laughs> I, I truly... I'm, I'm passionate about this because I've been an executive where it was so hard, even at that level. And you're right, though, we are at a at a critical point. Um, could it get even more destructive? Possibly. But why go there when we see what the solutions are, how to do this? No, it's not easy necessarily. But what option do we really have? We don't want to continue down this path and slide downhill. No, we don't. And you know what? Let's turn let's turn this profit mindset into an extraordinary investment. What do I mean? Imagine if we could invest in our people, build the community inside our organization that is psychologically safe, 
where people are showing up, where people are working together, where people are having good rumbles and I'm not always agreeing on things, but my goodness, being willing to work through it together, mm-hmm. where they're putting problems in front of each other, not between people, where we're talking about the behavior situational issue and not the person. That's easy said, harder done, cannot be done without compassion and connection. Yes. Um, and I think the investment that needs to be made needs to be decided at a board level and then needs to be followed through because the impact on the organization's bottom line will have will be positive. It might be challenging for the first year or two of investment, but let me tell you, it will change the way people show up together. It will change the way they work on what they're doing. It will become a place where... You know, I, I believe people will be making the communities that they want to be part of in the organization. And that's what we want. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Profit will go through the roof. It will. People will be happier. There'll be trust. I don't have to worry if you're going to work from home this for the next two days because I will know that you'll be doing the best you can with what you have. And if things don't work out really well, I'll have a compassionate, honest conversation with you about how we do it better together. Mm-hmm. And tough love is tough and love is fierce. And if you cannot show up being willing to own who you are and lead yourself, then maybe we've got to help you find a different place to be. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about this. We've got to create communities within our workplace where we talk about love where we talk about people, where we reduce fear and increase trust. Ah, that is, there's that simple phrase, but so powerful and so important. And, oh, we really could carry on more conversation, but I know our time now is really winding down. So let's let people know how they can get more information, how to be in touch with you. Thank you so much. So they can reach me on uh, Christina at ignitepurpose.com.au, please, because you don't do that, you don't get to me. All right. So we're based in Australia. That's our global head office. Um, we have got teams currently in Canada and in um, the UK, and we're going to start moving into the US next year. Reach out to me on LinkedIn please reach out. It's Christina Foxwell. You can't miss it. Um, I don't think there's many Christina Foxwells. That's the CEO of Ignite Purpose in Australia. Please find me. I do regular content that I put over LinkedIn. We do regular lunch and learns webinars. We have got articles we put out on Medium. We want to give content away. I want to empower CEOs and leaders in their organization to choose different to choose compassion, to choose people, to rewire their organizations for the organizations we need in the future. Maybe the organizations we need today. Well, we do need them today and we have to start. That's the thing. And you're giving us all the steps, the opportunity to just make the decision to do so. And it starts with each single one of us. Totally. So we've got to create empowerment, support for each person in our organization to be best that don't know. So how do we help them unlock that? Right. Well, you are so inspiring. I just so value everything that you say. I feel that if we could just all get on board, uh, 
this is meant to only help every single individual, which in, then helps all of us and creates just a better world, the kind of world that we really all desire, I believe, in our hearts. I 100% agree. So we just need people filled with courage, being willing to start the, the, the process, being willing to step in, being willing to say, we as an organization are going first. We as a people are going first. Yes. Oh, again, Christina Foxwell, you are such a, a breath of inspiration and fresh air. And I just so appreciate all that you are doing, that you've taken time with us today. And perhaps we can have a conversation again. You invite me back anytime. I will be here. I will share with you. Yeah, there's so much more we're working on. So please, thank you. And it's just been delightful to talk about this topic because I think it's important. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs>